Hey guys, welcome back to our foreign policy update. Uh, with me, I have Shravan. Hey, what's good, guys? So, we're going to be talking about the big bad wolf of the world. <laughs> we're going to be talking about China. Uh, so, I, I think one, one of the most important uh, events or, or things that's going on in China that's kind of being overlooked uh, by a lot of people in mainstream media is the Uyghur situation and the internment in, internment camps that, that that have been set up, like these re-education camps, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I mean, I, these we were t I think like some people were talking about it like two three years ago, uh, even further back. I, I think Trump was the only world leader that actually you know brought uh, a big he he brought up he he put a big spotlight on it and. It's 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 been it's been not a lot of details have been disclosed yet. And what do you what do you think about the situation there? Yeah, I mean, it, it's devastating to hear what's going on there. Um, I mean, I don't know if you've seen some of the documentaries that have come out of it, but one of them was focused specifically on children being separated from their families, and what they would do with these children is take them towards. Uh, Chinese state-owned schools, which are heavily guarded uh, schools, like they're gated. You can look at pictures from satellite images on Google Maps or the government feed, or you can just go in person, which in itself is hard in the, I think, area of Jingjiang. But these areas are guarded, and if you just listen to what's going on there, I mean, there have been like very few video um, or documentaries like released within that area and the kids there are just being punished or not punished being manipulated to unify towards Beijing and China no I mean their little routine in the morning is we love China we are a part of China we will fight China till the end like that's that's what they're repeating to these kids every day like, you know how, you know, we kids in the U.S., we say the Pledge of Allegiance. That's sort of what it is over there. Yeah, I mean, look, that not even it's going even further than that, right? The whole problem that's what's happening with the Uyghur situation is is the fact that they're trying to, uh, you know, uh, strip them of their religion, right? That's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. They're they're trying to bring a secular they're trying to bring secular thought and they're and, and they're forcing it that's that's the key issue right mm -hmm. uh and that's you know that's a complete violation of re religion uh rights to religion and a lot of things and the the reason why a lot of muslim countries don't speak out against china is the whole you know issue with what china's doing they're do they're basically a loan shark and they're they're debt you know what is that um i forgot the term but uh it's it's like they push them into debt, right? They give a bunch of uh, projects, infrastructure projects, uh, to these uh, like Pakistan, uh, and what end up what, right? What what ends up happening is these guys are just so afraid to speak out against China with what they're doing to Uyghurs, and it kind of gets overshadowed. Yeah, I think it was like in 2017 when um, you know President Xi. He, he, I, I think I remember him issuing an order back then saying all religions in China should be uh, Chinese in orientation. 
And I guess since then, there have been just further crackdowns. And yeah, I mean, they're really just trying to eradicate the culture there. Yeah, there's also another thing, right? It kind of draws parallels to uh, a lot of uh, even like a land dispute, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. That's going on. So basically, like the Uyghur community there, uh, Chinese officials are fearing that this community will one day demand like a own autonomous section for themselves. They tried. They tried before. I, I think so, but in, uh, so in like the early, oh, I think it was like early 20th century, they tried to declare independence, mm, but then yeah. once the communist, you know, government came in, they took control of them in I think 1949 or something like that. That's right. So it, it's it, that's the that's the fear that China has, and and they're trying to push this secular agenda against them, and it's complete violation of of the uh, right to religion, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the, you know the, the big the, the very like concerning thing is like a lot of, not a lot of world leaders are bringing a spotlight to this. I mean Trump was the only one who actually did and, yeah. and not I don't see any other like like even like India Modi, right? He he had some disputes with China on the Himalayan border, but he wouldn't talk about what what's going on with the Uyghur population. Uh, you know, MBS of South, uh, Saudi Arabia, he wouldn't talk about it, right? Not a lot of uh, Muslim leaders in, in the Middle East are also not talking about it. So, you know, they are, they're fearing China, China's power, and uh, it looks like no one's standing up to that. Yeah, and if you look at what's happening in the region, I think it's, um, oh, I'm forgetting the name now, I think it's Xinjiang. I think that's the region where all these settlers are. It's just full of surveillance. It's literally a gated um, city. Like just in order they're, to They're not in, settlers. You, they're not settlers. They're citizens. It's not. Okay. It is citizens in a way, but I don't know. The way China is treating them, it, it, it's totally different, man. It's really a gated community. Like just to get into that region, you have to go through security who then has to make sure you know, you're allowed within this region and that has to be signed off by a Chinese official. And then once you're in that region, there are surveillance cameras everywhere, you know, checkpoints, cameras, the police just, they can do whatever they want to you there. If they think you're suspicious enough, they have no, um, they have like no control over what they can do to anyone there. And I mean, they track, you know, monitor people's behaviors, track where they're going, see how much, you know, electricity they're using, how often they use their front door. It's basically a surveillance mechanism. I don't know if it's like a test for China to see what they can use it on other populations, but it's kind of scary to think that. You know, you know, coming to that, right? Uh, the whole surveillance, and you said, I don't know if they're trying it on other uh, populations or whatever. That actually mm-hmm. actually happened in Africa. Um, there's this uh, building that I think is the I think it's a Union of Af- African Nations or some. It's called something like that along those lines. Uh, mm-hmm. China completely funded that building, all right. And it was only like recently uh, discovered that the servers in that building were so. Since China was funding that, they brought in Chinese construction companies. Uh, Chinese designers, uh, Chinese IT personnel, and the servers in that building were Chinese servers. And what was happening is that China, since they were building the whole building, that that's pretty much like the center for all African nations. 
They actually mm -hmm. bugged every single table, every single room. They had security cameras, hidden cameras, complete surveillance state of that uh, building. And it was only ma uh, made, uh, it, was, it was recently like uh, shown that. Uh, so, you know, it's it's kind of insane that for, for a few years, China had a complete access to what, you know, African uh, nations' agenda was, right? Yeah. Like, just like thousands of miles away, they were listening on what these the, the people here are doing their policies and everything. I do have to disagree with you with the notion that I guess the world leaders don't know what's going on. Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying they do know what's going on. They're not. They're not. They're just or, not standing no, up to okay, China. They, yeah. I mean, they are trying to fight against China. I know, like this past March, you know, the EU imposed sanctions on China, uh, which is you know the first time they've done it since the Tiananmen but Square it, crackdown. But it wasn't related to the Uyghur situation. Uh, they're saying it is. Like, I'm pretty sure one of the U.S. officials called the situation a genocide, basically. Um, the sanctions were, you know, it's a coordinated effort, you know, with the EU, UK, US and Canada. And what they've done is just target names so far, um, basically senior officials. So they've, you know, frozen their assets, banned them from travel into their nations, uh, just based on this accusation of serious human rights violation against these Muslims. Yeah, so I mean, they've done small stuff. It's not enough, I think. Um, I mean, considering the fact that there's over a million people within that region that they're basically abusing, I don't think sanctions are really the way to control China, especially since China is the one that sort of controls us in a way. So, yeah, it's, it's really tough to hold China accountable for this when they control so much of the you know economy of the world I mean I'm pretty sure I remember reading somewhere that a fifth of the cotton produced in the world comes from that region alone that's what their main economy is there so yeah I mean they can say how how much it violates the systematic violation of basic human rights but in the end will they really punish china for it i mean they 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 need to be held accountable i don't know if it's going to be uh the icc that holds them accountable or like you said the eu or uh some international organization but at some point they're going to have to uh you know be held accountable for this and i mean we're not even making much progress on like i mean I, i'm trying to i'm going to pivot into the uh covet investigation even mm -hmm. with that right they're not even disclosing so many documents about the wuhan lab right uh, i mean that's just china in general they don't that's what i'm saying disclose so anything. If, if they're not going to disclose documents about this investigation what are they going to if they've committed higher uh, abuses, you know, detaining these Muslims, de uh, doing all these sorts of, uh, you know, uh, crimes against humanity. They're not going to disclose that, right? If they can't even disclose yeah. what happened at the lab, they're not going to do. They're not going to disclose that they committed, uh, you know, these. Uh, I wouldn't say violence, but they're committing what uh, crimes against humanity. So, mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it's, it, if you look at it, right, China has denied 
every allegation against i'm going back to the concentration camps but they've denied every allegation that people have made on it and these are you know allegations that are true essentially that we've seen video evidence of that we've seen satellite image evidence of that we've that people have talked to and they've heard evidence from them that they're being held in these con concentration camps women are you know injected with some sterilization medicine so they can't birth any more children children are being separated from muslim camps i mean their parents to go into schools um to basically protect china's unity and china just keeps denying it so i mean it's who they are they will continue to deny it for the sake of i don't know if it's for the sake of you know making sure their citizens aren't really looking too much into it because i'm pretty sure the rest of the world knows that they're doing this yeah but i guess going on to your covet thing um that that's also a very interesting thing that they're doing because i mean we're hearing reports that i we've known this for okay so the, the notion that this was actually a lab leak was was first brought up actually by trump okay he's the one who you know said you know intelligence shows that this might have been a lab leak and i strongly believe that he was really pro he was holding he was he, his stance was a like very against russia uh sorry against china right uh, but guys like Fauci, a uh, few other uh, people on the board, they came out and said, uh, I, I don't think it's really, you know, I don't think it's really lab leak. I'm, I'm more inclined to think that this was uh, a natural incident. But now they've done a complete 180, right? Fauci is now saying that uh, there's growing evidence that this came from a lab leak. Uh, and he's saying that I'm starting to think that it's not a natural incident, but more a human error. Uh, type situation uh so to you know this, this we've sent i mean i think we covered this a few podcasts ago uh that we the cdc not the cdc the who sent a team of scientists uh to wuhan to investigate where's the report i mean it's been months <laughs> so i don't uh, think they got anywhere like yeah they got they got nowhere it was a dead end it was a dead down. end for them yeah right china was not cooperative at all so how do you force this nation to hand over documents there we, we what in what jurisdiction we can't subpoena anything right this, this is their this is their nation uh there no international uh board is you know the who is there's se their second top donor is china once we actually once trump got out this china was their top donor for like a year or so and mm -hmm. I, I think they still are right do, do we join back the who yeah, uh, yeah, we did, we did. Okay, so for a few yeah. years, China I was actually the, the top donor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, so it, it's like who who's gonna hold China accountable? I mean, they are, they they they're starting to donate to a lot of uh, organizations out there, uh, almost as equally, if not the second highest, uh, being the second highest donor. So if if they have these guys in their pockets, then obviously you're not gonna go anywhere. Scientists, you can say in a headline, oh, we're sending scientists, we're sending a team of investigators. But after a few weeks, after a few months, nothing happens. Everyone forgets about it, and the next headline comes around. So, I mean, people have to, so there has to be some country, some governing or international body that holds China accountable and demands a release. It's, I mean, how do you combat this? And the fact that, you know, the White House is saying that 
or they're not committing to the fact that China should be punished if the lab leak theory is true just shows the fact that uh, Biden is Biden is looking to just make sure that um, you know he can survive relations with China he wants to get it back under control which shouldn't be the case I mean you can't wait for the 90-day review to reassess what punishments you should lay out should the matter of the fact be true I don't know yeah, what, do you, what do you think I, about it I mean regarding Biden I don't think he's he he's not as uh he's he's not taking a stance like Trump against China he's more uh appeasing to uh, to China right now and that's probably because he he's probably trying to make some new trade deal under his presidency to be remembered for instead of instigating more conflict or something like that um mm-hmm. and i think that's that's a i think that's a wrong approach to where china is right now they're growing at a much faster rate all right um they're going to take over our gdp in a in a few years probably under biden's first term i, I wouldn't be surprised if it's in this fourth year um and if china continues this growth right and they start mm-hmm. to dominate some regions of the globe like the like africa like latin america like the middle east in the next two decades uh the us won't be the sole superpower it will be china and china will be the one with the most leverage uh in any international conversation so it is it's time it and you got to take a stronger stance against china now to prevent uh that type of thing to happen in the future yeah but i i guess going back to like the coronavirus situation itself i don't think it's only the fact of where the virus originated that everyone should focus on but it's how china responded to it yeah that too that's, i mean that's the other main thing that they should focus on cuz if everyone right. keeps forgetting that i mean everyone like there are reports now that saying the first cases came in november of 2019 not even december yeah i mean and, i remember reading in december too yeah so i mean december was when it started coming out and we didn't even know there was a virus but if there are reports in november that people were dying from this and the government was just covering it up as much as they could i mean how do we know that you know they're not covering up the origin as well because what other reason would they have to cover up a natural airborne virus yeah i i completely agree like look sure okay even if it's a if it's a lab leak all right all right fine you made a mistake all right that's fine you got to alert the international community i mean this is a this is a virus that's more that spreads faster that affects uh the organs uh, at a much stronger level right if you have like what uh, uh any type of lung disease or whatever uh you're really most more likely to die right so if you're going to cover this up not even like you'd even close the borders to your country or you'd even shut down airports and you did it at the last minute when it came when it became this huge issue so you're covering it up you're killing doctors you're suppressing doctors so people are not focused yeah i completely agree people are not focusing on those um and they're focusing on where it originated uh and like that's going to help come to what's that going to help you with okay fine it was a lab leak what are you going to do about it yeah, uh they like should they, they can, should be you know stop them against making more 
viruses against it or stop them making viruses like that yeah so i so they're probably they're, yeah that's what yeah so they're probably trying to see if it's a manufactured virus instead of a natural virus right yeah uh but i mean I, the, i'm the pretty i'm pretty they'll, the only thing they'll get out of it is whether china is trying to um maybe have a backup plan for biological warfare that's the only thing that they'll come out of it and they can't stop them from doing anything so yeah uh like even if it's you know uh, even if it's a biohazard agent right or whatever uh mm -hmm. everyone has it right russia has it india has it u.s definitely has viruses that are weaponized uh and they're just trying to pin china if if it if the reports do show that it was a manufactured virus then it's a huge blow to chinese credibility right um but they should definitely be focusing on the efforts the chinese government took to suppress the virus right back in late 2019 and people aren't focusing on that issue um like i mean it's 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 also part of the media here too i think like there's so there's so many like people here who are so like uh what do you call offended by the fact that we were having travel bans initially like when we were when we banned like china right i think when trump banned china like in february or, or in march uh, people call it an act of xenophobia <laughs> and I that was like what I mean if, if like now we see okay that was probably one of the best decisions we've made right and there's just so many people spinning so many things that a lot of real details got missed out yeah I, I definitely agree um, I don't think we have much more to say on that topic I think we can move on to another one Another topic, actually, that people are starting to forget, and that's the Hong Kong protests. Um, it, it's been a while since, I think... It was back in December, know, right? Yeah, like, back in December November? 2019, it was all over the news. You literally couldn't go a day without hearing about the national security law that China was going to pass. And then once COVID hit, everyone just forgot about it. Right. It was um, which, like I mean, it was I, like so many headlines like even like I think like Trump backed China on the move or something. Like mm -hmm. it was it was a crazy time. Yeah, and, there was like sports, you know. I think I remember like some owners, some players were agreeing with China, disagreeing with China, especially within the NBA. Right, so, right. Yeah, the NBA people, James Harden, LeBron, yeah. like these guys, they were appeasing Huge to China news. because China has like 300 million viewers of mm -hmm. the NBA, right? So, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty big thing. And, like, I mean, Hong Kong situation, right? They're, they're what, a British colony for 150 years? Uh, yeah. And then what China is doing right now is is they're just cracking down on pro-democracy legislators that are passing these legal rulings that's just mm -hmm. trying to suppress democracy in the area. Um, and they're just trying to inflict their own agenda, uh, their own influence in that area. Um, and right now think, it's 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 odd that it's not being talked about is it yeah it's probably a done deal i don't think there's any other way they're going to thwart this it's probably uh i don't think any country any any i don't think anyone can do anything about this to be honest because yeah, uh, two main laws have been passed since then um last june actually they passed the national security law and it's if you read it it's so vague and broad it's it's very dangerous in the way that 
virtually anything could be deemed as a threat to national security under its provisions. And it, it, it can apply to everyone on the planet, not just Hong Kong citizens or Chinese citizens, but anyone that is in Hong Kong. And right now, I mean, if you read the language within it, anything can be endangering national security. And it's just been abused since day one. I mean, those police, they can basically break up riots with whatever force necessary. Um, there have been some, you know, instances where like the riots have started again and the protests, but then they'll just be shut down because police has such a tight control over the population that they can just batter anyone they want. And, you know, there's no free speech, no freedom of press, no freedom of assembly, no freedom to protest. It's basically kind of the Bill of Rights just taken away from them. And yeah, I mean, they're, they're trying to pass this, like, new, I, they're, right now they're trying to pass this new national security law in Hong mm -hmm. Kong. Uh, which will completely circumvent like Hong Kong's own lawmaking process. Mm -hmm. So no, they've you, already they've already started on that actually. They yeah, passed, prop they passed a patron election law in March of this year, which somehow was also not taken up by uh, the news. But basically, what they've done is originally Hong Kong had a seventy seat legislate legislature, which was split between elected seats and functional consti constitutionaries. And those functional constitutionaries were, you know, allies of Beijing. Now what they've done is they've taken that 70 seats and expanded it to 90, with more than half of those um, in turn being favored by Beijing. So they've basically taken control of the election committee and the election process within Hong Kong. It's it's devastating. And the thing is, I don't know I don't know why this, especially this news, has gone away from national attention. I mean you looked at just Hong Kong in general, why no one is talking about them anymore. If you remember twenty nineteen, I'm pretty sure seventy five percent of the population within Hong Kong we're out in the streets protesting. I don't think you can get 75% of people to agree on a single thing. Protest against it. Like, it's, Look, it's, it's hard it's to a, do that. It's, it's just a case of, um, it's either, they're either too big or too small, right? China's too big. I, if you look at like what's happening in Burma, like with the Myanmar uh, incident, right? Where they, they had the coup, right? Uh, mm -hmm. They talked about it for a few days, and no one's talking about it right now. There's still a military role. There's still so many protesters being killed. Yeah, but this no one's talking about it. For they're so three, they're so months. small. That's what I'm, yeah. So Myanmar is so small. They talk about it for a week. It's gone. China is so big that no everyone's afraid to talk about it, right? Because China controls mm -hmm. the manufacturing power, and if a small country decides to, uh, let's say, talk again, uh, like against China, like let's say Hong Kong's so a country that supports. Uh, Hong Kong independence and Hong Kong autonomy if they decide to talk against China in the south in the south uh, China area or in Southeast uh, Southeast Asia and China has full power to completely uh, You know it exert their influence over them. So it's it so you need a coalition of countries to uh, take 
a stand against China. And even that seems not enough, to be honest with you. Uh, no, because so, China controls so much of the economy. Yeah. It's it's a detriment. I mean, right. If you if you look at history, the Napoleon Wars back in the 1800s and all. Um, so what happened there is Napoleon basically made France the ruler of continental Europe, excluding the UK. So they had allies in Sweden, Russia, Austria, Germany, and so forth, either through conquering them or just, you know, creating alliances with them. And back then, UK, you know, was the big trader. Like they had control of the seas control of the navy and they had a lot of money and agricultural products that were useful to a lot of the other countries and what napoleon did was he basically restricted trade to all of them to uh, he basically restricted trade from continental europe and the uk so they couldn't trade with the uk and the uk can't trade with them he blocked it all but what happened was the economy for almost every country but france took a nosedive after that because uk is such an integral part of the world's economy back then and it's basically the same thing that's that would happen here if we take china to that level like china will survive with itself but we can't survive without china right now yeah that that, that definitely has some truth to that i mean when you control how things are made pretty much 80 percent of uh, tangible products in the world, right? Whatever you mm-hmm. take, what clothing, toy, made in China, made in China, made in China. If you if you try to fight against that, and you're going to have some big consequences. And those, those American hats that say "fuck China" are also made in China. <laughs> yeah, it's I ridiculous. Think like so, yeah, so. <laughs> Probably, probably those uh, the stitching was probably done here, but the tat probably was made <laughs> in China. So, oh, man. yeah, you know, so it's they've just become this behemoth uh, of a power in the in the world. It's just really hard to to make some sort of policy that will hurt them and benefit us. It's probably going to hurt both of us, or probably benefit them only. So, it, you know, it, it's it's very interesting to see what our world leaders will do. Uh, mm-hmm. in the next few years because you got to act now because China is coming up pretty fast so it's they only have what five maximum ten years to keep a check on China or they will mm-hmm. become the next superpower and you know they've they've already you know even in terms of military might they are copying a lot of US uh, fighters right the mm-hmm. F-35 was copied they're copying the F-22 which is our top tier fighter so they're making their own fighters. People are buying those fighters. So if they also start to grow in terms of military and become uh, bring their military up to par with their economic power, it will be very, very hard for the U.S. to compete with China on a global scale. It, yeah, I, I agree with it that. I don't. It, does, it, it doesn't matter if the, if the dollar is like the gold center for oil or something. No, no, no. It doesn't matter. They mm-hmm. China will will become the sole superpower. They have nuclear weapons. Yeah. They are controlling the, countries all over the world. Yeah, I agree. I think the only way China can destroy itself is by itself. Like they have to destroy themselves within. 
I don't think any superpower outside of China can really, you know, take down the power that it holds right now. And it is it is a possibility. I mean, I think we should maybe save it for a special on ch what China's future is as a whole. But uh, there are both, you know, good and bad sort of outlooks for China in ways that they can fail, in ways that they can succeed. Um, but I think I think that's enough for that for now. I think the last thing we can focus on, and this goes back to, I guess, our podcast as a whole, is the um, financial regulation within China. So, you know, back in November, I think, I think was it November, when Jack Ma made that famous and tragic speech... <laughs> I mean, yeah. I still don't know sure. what he was thinking then. Surely, um, surely he disappeared off the face of the planet. Oh gosh! But yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's something I like about China in a way how they can regulate any company, no matter. I don't. How I don't like that are. about. I don't like that at all. In a way, I, in a way, it's good because I mean, you look at the U.S. right, and the companies are basically controlling the U.S., but then on the other side of the world. The government controls the companies so i mean they're both of them have their benefits and um, well see faults to it you, you know it, it is a double-edged sword right it's not like the government there is a good government and they're controlling no, the companies no, no. so yeah everyone has their own agenda whatever companies here have their own agenda they're controlling the u.s shiny the ccp over there has their own agenda they're controlling the companies right uh they're cracking down on employees and and everyone there so it, it, it is, you know, it's not necessarily a positive thing. Uh, certainly maybe admirable <laughs> in, a, in a certain perspective, but uh, I wouldn't say it's a, I wouldn't say it's a positive thing. I, I, I don't, I, I don't believe in too much government intervention in, in the free market. No, I, or I don't either, but it is, I guess, in a way, kind of nice to see that a government can still regulate i mean what is alibaba is a half a bit half a trillion dollar company so in a way to see them kind of knock them down a couple pegs is something i'd wish i'd seen the u.s with some of the companies here um so yeah it's it's hopeful probably will yeah never th happen, there's definitely but. there's definitely truth to that argument i mean amazon insanely huge facebook google these guys are insanely huge and they're controlling the government it is there's definitely some truth to how government should regulate but a complete 100 percent regulation where yeah. let's say like amazon wanted to take uh some company in an ipo right let's say they wanted let's say they had this ev startup and they want to take an ipo and then suddenly the u.s government says no i mean what is that that's not that's not the right thing to do all right yeah. and that's exactly I mean, the, what happened with ant group right yeah i mean the great thing about china is that or the, and the reason why they survive for so long is because they're not a full socialist economy but at the same time they're not a full capitalistic economy so rather than I, they were, their, their economy is it is capitalist but their government structure is complete mm -hmm. uh, a communist so structure right so in one their, party in, ruling in their minds what they've done is taken the best of both worlds for them <laughs> best, to control i don't <laughs> I, in, I mean <laughs> in the in the leaders minds cuz the socialistic um government helps them control the people but then at the same time you want to grow your economy and bring prosperous to your nation 
which is why they've instituted a capitalistic economy. Right. So for them, capitalism's right great. Now, I I love yeah, capitalism. Don't get me wrong, but so, in terms of so for them right now, I think that's what they wanted to achieve: full control right. while at the same time achieving economic prospects. Which a fair game to them. They've done that. They've brought themselves from the lowly depths of when Japan <laughs> attacked them after world uh, during World War II to become one of the most prosperous nations on earth. Definitely. But in terms of, you know, their communist structure in society where the government's controlling everything, that is not a great thing. I mean, these guys are like a, a regular citizen in China, uh, the apps they use, right? What is it? Uh, uh, WeChat, uh, a few other payment apps. Every single Alipay, thing you type, you send money, you pay somewhere, it is being tracked. There are security cameras all over the streets with really high zoom rates so you every single aspect of your life is tracked 100 percent here you know sure i mean the, uh, snowden exposed some nsa programs are tracking us but it, it is definitely not to the extent what the ccp is doing with their citizens and that is a complete yep. that is a complete violation of rights and I, that yeah. that it, who knows that could be the that that could very well be the the end of uh, what happens there there could be a huge revolt i don't know there could be a uh, division in their government based on certain things uh very unlikely but like you said i mean if china has to uh you know be dismantled it's probably going to happen within their borders i mean one of the the items that or things that the founding fathers did so great is just protect citizens as much as, as they can i mean they can't you know predict everything that's going to happen in the future but it was tested severely our constitutional limits uh back in you know december and january where you know the republicans had the majority and they still tried to take control of the government and yet the constitution just didn't allow them to so are you talking, what are you, are you talking about the January 6th incident? Not the January 6th incident, just the whole fact of Trump bringing lawsuit after lawsuit and just him making claims and the Republicans making claims and trying to figure out a way for them to stay in power. And yet still, in the end, Biden and the Democratic Party still took control Um that's just one of the highlights of the constitution it still works to this day to suppress any sort of power that the people don't want yeah there's some truth to that i mean the 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 laws that protected uh you know trump from doing this right are actually like recent laws right the mm -hmm. state laws yeah so uh, but i mean the fundamental idea in the constitution that yeah that definitely the, still holds yeah. today there's the a reason why so many countries there's are, a reason why so many countries are modeling their constitutions mm -hmm. uh with uh with ours right uh so it is a it's probably one of the greatest documents written in modern history so yeah yeah yeah, I mean, the ideals of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the amendments are, like, perfect for the way to run society. Um, the laws that are implemented, maybe not so much, but still protects us citizens, not in the same way that China has. 
Well, yeah, um, it's a work in progress, right? Yeah. But fundamentally, some of the 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 First Amendment, for example, of course, the Fifth Amendment, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course, we had further amendments that granted rights to slaves, and it, it definitely is a work in progress. Yeah. But all that culminated from what the founding fathers said, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and yeah. I, I guess going back to China, a lot like the U.S., the power is given to the people. The more people that unite underneath that constitution, the more powerful that the constitution becomes. And it's sort of the same way in China, where so many people in foreign nations are against China as a whole, their ideals, their economy, the way they treat their labor force, or, you know, the COVID investigation, so many things that are just inhumane. But the thing is, people support their nationalistic pride. And right now, China is trying to work towards making sure that that unity stays true. It's why they've separated children from their parents in the Muslim concentration camps to make them a part of China to strengthen that unity. They don't want to kill them. They just want to force them to change. They want more people to be under their power. And that's important to them. Because right now they control most of the economy. So as long as internally they stay right, for the next 10 years, I don't know what lays for them after that, but at least for the next 10 years, they have a good chance at being up there with the U.S. in terms of economic and social power. But yeah, that's that's the main thing, unity. Can China keep that unity for years to come? Because as soon as they start doing too many wrong things on their citizens, well, it'll, it'll be like any other dynasty that's happened beforehand. And it may be overthrown, it may be toppled. Who knows? I mean, that's the... Um, I guess going off on a tangent, that's the way the new world works. I mean, beforehand, we had monarchs and dictators ruling our countries. And that's why every hundred years or so, they would get overthrown. And a new um, leader would rise to power. And then they would do something bad. And then they'd get overthrown. And it's sort of the same thing. But now, these sort of revolutionary ideas are different. Because the people have created the government. So now history can't really tell us what's going to happen next because technically the people have control and this is the first time we're doing it. So, I mean, who knows if like the U.S. will ever die? Like maybe we're a dynasty as well. We'll be a long-lived dynasty like the Roman Empire, but maybe someday we, we might die as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever starts ends yeah yeah i mean we got to remember that at some point like sure we're a country but in reality we are a dynasty so how long is it gonna last till the next major change occurs is anyone's guess i would say probably not for a long time yeah not for a long time especially with the way everything is set up now pro i think I mean, I, I'm a firm believer in this. I think what would probably 
have a huge impact is the multi i don't i don't want to go on a tangent here okay but i just want to say this the uh us leaving earth and going to mars and starting to colonize uh what is it uh colonize parts of mars which is a few decades probably centuries from now that will probably start to uh start to wipe some uh, or some power off you know the Mm so-called dynasties in this in this in this planet uh, as people start to move, uh, this is probably, you know, far, far, far fetched, but, uh, I, I believe that that would probably end certain powers here and people going to other planets like Mars. Yeah. 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 But in the end, it's unity that holds countries together. And if China can maintain that, they'll, <laughs> they'll survive. Yeah, um, definitely. Definitely nationalist and unities that hold countries together. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, there are cracks here and there within the Chinese system. They're not perfect by any means. Whether those cracks to, could develop into um, a weakening of their strength in the world, who knows? But I think I think we can cover that next time. I think that's all we have to talk about today. Yep, I think, uh, yeah, I think we should be done with China on, on what they're doing currently. Oh, we are and, never done with China. <laughs> oh well, so far, so far, what they've done, right? I think we've yeah. done, a, we've covered a good amount of stuff. And I, I bet you we'll come back to them in about six months. Probably sooner than that. We'll probably you mention so? them. Yeah, probably sooner than that. But I think that's all we have for you guys today. Uh, our next uh, episode will be on the financial update. And we will have a special coming around pretty soon. So stay tuned for that. Please follow us on Spotify. Like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. And we'll see you guys next. Yeah, we will see you guys then.